Crossing Phase, the first podcast featuring a Christian and a Muslim talking religion and politics. My name is Matt Hawkins, a former policy director for the Southern Baptist Convention, and my co-host, John Pinna, founder and executive director of Muslims for Muslims. We have on today a very special guest, uh, hardly a guest to us. Uh, she's been a fan and a supporter of Crossing Phase for as long as Crossing Phase has been a thing, uh, right, at, right at about a year now. Hasha Elkins joining us from, I believe, the West Coast. Welcome, Hasha, to the Crossing yes. Phase. And Thank John, you very much. As, it's a pleasure to be here. And John, as usual, from upstate New York, we've kind of got the whole continental expanse happening here with me in the center and uh, y'all on the Middle coast. America, East yeah. and West Coast. We're definitely rocking it. Yeah, thank you, Hasha, for coming, and thank you for participating. Appreciate it. So, Hasha, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. We're going to get into your bio and uh, why at least John and I think you have a pretty fascinating uh, biography to join us as one who fights for religious freedom around the globe and uh, why you, uh, I think, apparently are still a fan of Crossing Phase as, as long as we've been around. Um, so tell I'm us your number one a- fan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I wanted to include you as part of the Crossing Faiths team, uh, as we are, but uh, certainly certainly an early early and, and uh, frequent fan uh, of us. So we appreciate uh, what you've done to support our program so far. Uh, so tell us a little bit about where you're from and where you are now, and uh, what keeps you occupied when you're not hanging out with Crossing Faiths people. Oh, wow. All right. Well, first off, um, me and John go way back. Um, we've been working together in this space for many years now. Uh, I am a project manager, so actually I typically am behind the scenes um, working on things, uh, especially in international development, youth engagement, and expanding in, on those topics into other areas that include technology. Um, my own personal faith background is Judaism, so I have this interesting blend of um, Ashkenazi and Sephardic uh, heritage. So, you know, it's kind of given me a unique perspective. I think that when people imagine the American Jew, they're really just imagining um, the Ashkenazi Jew um, without considering that there are a whole world of other kinds of Jews. So, you know, that's all part of my background. I'm actually a native of San Diego, California, if you can oh, believe nice. it. Right. Uh-huh. The, yeah. The Navy town. I used to spend a lot of time going out to Temecula, which is like just, isn't it just like east of you? Um, like 20 minutes east. Oh, wow. You yeah. just had, you had to go there, huh? Yeah. You know, the, there was a big, during the construction years, before I was in Earth, I was. No, like, before, yeah, before it was Temecula, actually, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So we used to go out there. It was nothing. So, um, but yeah. So how, what's the temperature like out there? How's it, how's it going? Oh, gosh. You know, there's a heat wave out here right now. Well, this is where I am at current. So, yeah, there's a heat wave and um, there's also fires going on. So there's ash just raining on everything. It's pretty wild. Is it? I mean, the fires are west or or east of you Mm -hmm. and northeast, right? And uh, so what's the... Kind of like um, Temecula. Yeah. When I was when I was when I was in Vegas, there was used to be the whole sky used to turn dark. Is Is it that? Is that? Um, it's, it's getting close to that. Yeah. It's pretty dark outside. Yeah. And we're, cause we're early right now. We're recording midday here, East Eastern standard time. So mm-hmm. uh, it's early morning there right now. And so tell us a little bit more about your faith background because you're, it's an interesting component. You're, you're, you're not only a Jew, but you're 
an, an American Jew, but your family has a unique and interesting history on right. how you came to America. Right, absolutely. And that very much has informed um, my interest in religious freedom and championing this cause. Um, on my father's side, they're Ashkenazi Jews, which means they're from Eastern Europe. Okay. And um, so I've got history there, relatives there that didn't make it through the Holocaust. Uh, unfortunate, uh, shaped a lot of, you know, the Ashkenazi consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that side of the family immigrated to America a few generations ago. And then on my mother's side, they're Sephardic, which means they're from Spain and Morocco or Northern Africa. And they actually immigrated to Mexico. And that's where my mother is from. She's actually from Mexico. And that side of the family, um, pretty much, uh, she was born in Guanajuato and she grew up in Oaxaca. So it's a very, very Catholic place Mm -hmm. or region in the country. So that side of the family had to keep their Judaism hidden from society. They had to, they're they're are known as crypto Jews. And so they had to basically kind of go along to get along, pretending to be Catholic outwardly while secretly keeping the faith in different ways. Um, You know, whether it was by adhering to Jewish law in different ways, following the dietary um, laws, and that, that was a huge, actually a huge part of how my family kept the faith. My great-grandmother, who's uh, my namesake, she was a kosher butcher. And so she, nobody else in this town they lived in realized that there's anything to her method of slaughter or um, handling the meat that she sold. Huh. Uh, but there actually was. And that was a major way that they maintained their faith. Even though my mother attended Catholic boarding school, you know, they told the school that she was allergic to pork so that, you know, she wouldn't accidentally eat treif, which is Yiddish for um, kind of unkosher, unkosher meat. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, yeah, she moved to the States by herself, actually left behind her entire family. Sorry, did I pop, I, my, did my internet popped off for a minute, just popped back on. So I apologize. You're, you're okay. You Keep going, Asha. <laughs> Hi, John. <laughs> um, back, John. So she left behind her. Yeah, she, she left behind her entire family in Mexico and moved to San Diego, which is where she ended up meeting my father and, you know, raising the family, me and my brother. What? Prompted- and, uh, oh, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was wait. just going to say that growing up, we were sur- you know, but given that this wasn't her native tongue, her native country, anything, um, she kind of didn't know, she didn't have an, a tribe. She didn't have, you know, really a group to go to. So she surrounded herself with people of all different backgrounds. So I grew up around, you know, my sort of godmother was actually evangelical Christian who ran a, a church out of her house. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a lot of time growing up around that. We had friends who were Muslim, who were religious, who were not religious, atheists, Catholic, um, all different stripes of Christian, um, you know, other sort of more spiritual, non-denominational faiths, exposure to groups like the Latter-day Saints, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, Scientology even. You know, so I grew up around all these people and, you know, the 
differences between us were never stronger than our similarities and the places that we came together. It's pretty fascinating. And you, so you're, you're upbringing uh, almost examples. Uh, what we're trying to foster here in Crossing Phase is a kind of a, a comfort and familiarity uh, across faith lines. Um, can I ask uh, what prompted your mom to leave Mexico and, and come to the States? Or was there more of a push? Was there more of a draw here? <laughs> she, uh, she decided that she wanted to live the American dream. Mm-hmm. And you know, she always, she always imagined herself in the U.S. As, lo- as soon as it became part of her consciousness. And so that's where she decided to go. She, you know, she wanted us to re- have religious freedom, actually. It's one of the things that prompted yeah. the move is for us to be able to grow up to be the people that we were meant to be, that we wanted to be without, you know, all those social pressures. Yeah. So she kind of felt that pressure in, in Mexico and, and mm-hmm. they, maybe there was some economic attraction too, but uh, there was certainly mm-hmm. like a religious freedom element uh, to her wanting to uh, live I would, more faithfully. Yes, exactly. And, you know, more out in the open. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, economically, I think they were, all right. <laughs> so it really was much more, the draw was much more, you know, the free personal freedom. Okay. Can you give us a little more of a sense? You, your back, family background, you're described them as crypto Jews who had to kind of conceal their Jewishness mm-hmm. in a very, very Catholic Mexico. Uh, yes. Can you give us a little more detail about what that life is like? What were the pressures at the time, at least? Um, what, what, what were they fearful of? Because we we tend to think of you know, Mexico's south of us, and there's a lot of cultural uh-huh. differences. But we tend to think or presume uh, incorrectly right. uh, that religious freedom is not not an issue down there. Um, but your family's experience uh-huh. is, is quite different. Right. Exactly. Um, well, there there I guess officially are no Jews in that region, or at least there weren't, at the, especially at that t- point in history, which I know is untrue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, if you're not familiar with Latin culture, it can be hard to understand just how much Catholicism is just mm-hmm. woven into every part of the culture. Yeah. You know, people you know, just holidays like Christmas and such, you know, just everyone does it. It's almost, you know, it it almost transcends just the religious element because it's just that embedded in the culture. So um, for for people to be that different, it's in that part of the world, it just, it would attract attention and it most likely wouldn't be good attention. You know, because there's, there are other religions in Mexico, and I think a major focus is on indigenous religions, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, there's, there's that tension there, even between Catholicism and the indigenous faiths of the region. So, and then, you know, so it was kind of, it's a kind of a situation where if you can just sort of fly under the radar, 
it's just a better way to go about things. You know, my mother went to Catholic boarding school. There was no, there really wasn't another option for her. You know, right. even if they wanted to send her somewhere else, like to, to some Jewish day school, it just didn't exist. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. So how how does this how does how did that experience sort of shape who you are? Um, well, it, mm-hmm. and it, did it motivate you for religious in religious in, in the earth world to participate? Well, it's you know for me it started when I just you know I realized just the the great sacrifices that were made on both sides of the family just on account of us being Jewish on my father's side with the Holocaust and my mother's side with the crypto Judaism and sort of my stepping into reclaiming the faith for myself and living openly as a Jew. Um, I have relatives that aren't that comfortable with self-identifying as Jewish. You know, they prefer to be kind of more secular. Um, So for me, it was, you know, going to that place where I was stepping into that identity, that part of my identity and, that faith and, you know, sort of my journey to becoming an open, openly Jewish woman and, you know, realizing that other people need that too. And then looking back on my very pluralistic upbringing and realizing just how organic that was, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't orchestrate that. I know we've all tried for many, many years trying to get people to get along on that level and build community like that. But it was just—it was just so organic. I mean, it's almost like my Garden of Eden. How do I get back there? How do I recreate that? Because I lived it, and it was never an issue. You know, going over to someone's house and sharing a meal and breaking bread, no matter how different they were. Profound, profound statement. You know, the my my family is a multi-faith family that that is a result of being refugees for generations that comes from so we have a jewish side we have a christian side muslim side we have you know hindus in our family uh and so it, it that multi-faith experience um is um a part of our family's consciousness which is why i think not only that I always say that being a history major allows me to put people in situations in the context, but the the multi-faith upbringing allows for the bridge to already be there when you're engaging on, on a, on a global scale with some of these communities that haven't had that type of exposure. And it's, uh, it's, it's definitely shaped the way I uh, interact, but it's nice to to hear that that's how that uh, was a motivating factor for you to get into earth. Mm Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so, you know, I started getting involved with my synagogue, started getting involved with the Jewish community. And then, um, you know, my actual first career was in marketing and graphic design. And I sort of walked away from that and took myself back to college to study uh, international security and conflict resolution with a, a minor studies in religious studies, um, you know, just to really, you know, change focus and really, you know, kind of follow my calling. Pretty fascinating. We all kind of have uh, you, you and John uh, more so than me, but uh, we all trace kind of our, our comfort in the multi-faith space back to our childhood and up, upbringing. Um, most of my family were Protestant Christians of some sort, um, but I have an uncle who 
converted to Judaism uh, when he met his his would be bride, and uh, so we Aww. we grew up with some with a Jewish part of our family uh, who we who we love dearly, and uh, had some shared holidays uh, with with Christ- Christmas and Hanukkah going around. I think that uh, unintentionally uh, set me up for um, I think some maybe a skill set uh, that maybe others don't have mm-hmm. if, if they don't grow up. Um, Listen, don't, doing some don't sell yourself short, some... Matthew. You know, <laughs> the, the Protestants, Protestants were persecuting the Protestants. You know, this is, this Protest- is true. you want to find out which Protestant, you know, you, there, there was uh, all kinds of Protestant sects that were saying that this one was blasphemous, this one was that. We have blasphemy laws in this country because of the Protestants. So your intra-faith, background has set you up for earth across the board because you know there's always a protestant saying they're not the right deal you know yeah. they're a completely different religion you know? yeah I, it, so. well, in that case yeah my, my intra-faith uh, trajectory includes a background of methodism on both sides of my family uh, some presbyterianism in there a little bit in, in which I was sprinkled uh, only to then later be, be baptized in the Baptist world. So I've, I've got a, l- a little bit of all of the Protestants uh, somewhere, somewhere in my history. Um, but uh, Hasha and uh, Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Crossing Phase. Uh, Crossing Phase, folks, you can expect to see her more on future episodes of Crossing Phase. We'll, uh, we'll divulge that, uh, those details at the appropriate time, but we wanted to set her up for a, a healthy introduction. You got something else to say? Yes, it's about time you had a Jew on the show. Oh. Although you have had, you've had a Jew in the background for since the very beginning. So I'll at least give you that. I've been here since day one. We're not even going to go there. We're in the sex of Judaism. So I didn't want to hear it. (laughs) This guy is a sect of Judaism and so am I. We, we realized when we were having That's hot be, that, that, that is a whole episode unto itself, John. Please. Right. <laughs> we we realized when we had Hasha on today that she was both our first we're and happy second to have Jewish you. guest and that we have been an utter failure to include other other Jewish guests on our program to date. We have some invitations out. Uh, we won't, don't want to tip the hand so far, but uh, we had Hasha on as a host, actually, what, almost a year ago uh, when you interviewed us. You're right. The, uh, about the oh, I know. This is, uh, this so is an interesting reversal. On. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look forward to join, for you to join us on camera and on microphone in the future. Uh, John Pinna, any parting words that's not a rant? No, we're just... <laughs> Ah, we're very thankful to have uh, to bring your perspective in. We've worked together for years and years and years, oh, and yeah. and you know you're bringing on someone who is a practitioner in Earth who understands the breads and the butters of the work that we've done, the body of work that we've done, Matthew and I, and the collaboration that we've had over the years to bring that into the fold is is very important. I mean, I I see cross phase having. Uh, you know, a pantheon of multi-faith hosts, co-hosts, uh, eventually where we can all sit down and collaborate and talk about issues and kick them back and forth. And this is the, 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 the first phase of this is bringing someone like you on that gives us uh, uh, a different perspective, not only from a religious perspective, from a gender perspective and from uh, an experiential perspective. So really excited to have you. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, well, thank you for 
finally inviting me on. Once we get done with these, all these this nuances and all the, the pleasantries, it's going to be on. It's going to be yeah. on. We're going to be yeah. talking about all kinds of business. You, you guys are being nice with the with the trash talking. She needs but, she needs to give us a harder time. I'm being so nice right being, now. I'm she's being gracious right now. I'm trying so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's right. poking the bear. To be honest with you, but yeah, we're, it's okay. We're on our it's best right. behavior right now. <laughs> all right, with that, folks, this has been another riveting oh, episode. But that's okay. That's crossing that's, phase. We, you can find details about Crossing Phase at crossingphase.com. Uh, if you're catching this on the audio podcast, we are now on YouTube where you can see all of our faces. And then uh, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, if you prefer to take us in your pocket on the go, uh, we're available wherever you find your podcasts. This has been Crossing Phase with Matt Hawkins and John Penna, a podcast of Roll Top Productions. If you like what you hear and would like to help defray the cost of the show, consider sponsoring us on Patreon by visiting CrossingPhase.com. Crossing Phase is available on all your favorite podcast outlets, including iTunes, Google Podcast, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. We'd appreciate your review of our program, especially in the iTunes store. Let us know what you think of the show via Twitter, at MTHawk, at JTPinna, or at Crossing Phase. Music for this episode is courtesy Vajra whose music is available at thevajratemple.com, Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. Show notes for this episode and more are available at crossingfaiths.com.